messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're going to be talking about TV commercials tonight, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Whether it's a year old or a few years old, we want to buy your car. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. Has. Um, at the top of the show, I usually play a little drop like I just played. Usually it's funny. That one wasn't particularly funny. I wondered why you chose it. Now, let's wonder aloud why you think I chose this. This is just one that I, I <laughs> yes. just, I, I just okay. heard this on the, on the TV the other day, and it drove me crazy. Whether it's a year old or a few years old, we want to buy your car. Is that a range? Whether it's one year or three years old? I think a few years is being used euphemistically there. They have another one, Aaron. Cause I, I went back and I looked for this drop today and I found a bunch like it's of like when I, It's like when you say, like, how many drinks have you had? And I say, a few. Oh, it's like, you know, the way somebody says it's been a minute. It's been a it's, long time. Exactly. It's been a minute since I saw you. Really? Whether it's a year old or a few years old, we want to buy your car. They have another one running that says whether it's a few years old, old or dinosaur years old. And I'm like, okay, that's a range. Sure. That's they, a range. They had to write one for people but who between, are very literally minded like yourself. But between one, I think of a few as meaning three. I know, but I'm saying it's 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 being used ironically or, hmm. or euphemistically. Um, okay, you want to start over? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not let's power through all right coming up today uh we're getting high we're getting high all right what's going on um i have been seeing a couple of ads recently or that, a few <laughs> this one's just two uh actually more than two i've seen a few ads whether you've seen one commercial or two commercials um where even someone like myself who doesn't have any real height anxieties I am struck by the fact that somebody in the commercial is doing something where they're very high up off the ground. You have, uh, amongst your many little foibles. Mm, charming traits. Charming traits. Um, one of your phobias is heights. Um, I, where do you, I call them hotness factors. Where, yes. Where do, you, where do you rank that particular hotness factors in your hierarchy of hotness factors? You mean, um, okay, so what are the things I'm scared of? Right. Right. Ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. Cheese. And yeah, let's uh, just like, okay. let's just basically say like. Gross sort of foods. Okay. Creamy, creamy foods. Creamy, gross foods. Um, heights. Big spiders, small okay. spiders. Um, that category? Spiders, comma, big, spiders, <laughs> comma, small. Medium, I'm fine with, uh, <laughs> weirdly. Um, what else? Well, any, any, well, like all kinds of animals, snakes, all frogs. animals, dogs, or just, or just um, cold-blooded animals. Well, like fro- I guess I'm not scared of frogs. We saw that big frog in Hawaii. You didn't seem especially freaked out. Yeah, well, I was being tough for you. I mean, like. <laughs> This actually came up on another podcast I listened to. One of the hosts <laughs> is scared of frogs. Like uh-huh. they actually were doing some live event when and they had their their animal handler come out and just like hand this guy like a frog or try to hand him just a regular frog and he kind of freaked out. And the the other host could not wrap his head around being afraid of frogs. He's like a snake can bite you. I mean, even mm-hmm. potentially a yes. dangerous spider could, of, although most a, wouldn't. A fear, our fear of snakes and spiders is somewhat atavistic in that, like, even a non-dangerous one, like, we've evolved to be afraid of them. Right. But where does the evolution come in a fear of frogs? But, yeah, like, I, I don't like a, a, the idea of if you went to hand me a frog, I wouldn't want to hold it. Really? Ugh. So you don't like anything slimy? Or scaly. Yeah, the thing is, they're not even really slimy. They just kind of look slimy. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it comes right out of the water, it's yeah. slimy. Yeah, I, I held toads when I was a kid, but yeah. I didn't like it. Have I told you about my sad toad holding experience? Oh, no, it was a baby. It was a baby. <laughs> uh, no, but it did ex- But it did have a um, final episode of MASH-like ending. Um, it. I was holding a little, I don't know if it was a frog or a toad, or some little amphibian. You know, the size of like a silver dollar, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I did not know that they don't really have a lot of sort of 
protection for their gutty mm-hmm. works and I squeezed it just a little too hard and its gutty works came out of its mouth. You were just like a little Ramona Quimby at this Yeah, point. I just didn't know my own strength or right. that that was a possibility. It was not out of malice or something. It just, and I was horrified. I mean, I right. remember it so vividly to like this day. Like how old do you think? Little, five, you know, yeah. six or seven. Yeah, Ugh. Oh, was it gross? I mean, it was gross. Like, uh. it came right out the mouth. Ah, ah, God. The inside was on the outside. Oh, God. I wish you... I know that you were answering my follow-up question, but sometimes... <laughs> don't. That really, that was awful. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we're doing a show we, about we frogs really today. really wandered off the toads. path here. I don't know. I'm scared of a lot of shit, including heights. So but you're you, super afraid of heights. I am. Yeah, no, that that's way up there. Like, the we point were where painting I, our house um, years ago, and our house is, was basically... A one-story house with like a teeny little kind of I don't know the term for it, but just like a second story that was just one room so it's the that sec- part was very high up you went up there and you straddled the roof very, all the neighbors very were like, high, what is she doing up I there? mean very high up like two stories off the ground high yeah up. but you went up one story I just got me. a pang in my stomach as you were describing this and you know you're 10 feet off the ground like it's not even a you know it would really take something for that to even be a serious injury if you fell off that and you like panicked and kind of froze up there you've had a number of panics on roofs uh i didn't have to paint that part of the house though did i maybe i just tom sawyer the hell out of you maybe yeah so anyway we're going to be talking about commercials that involve heights so we're talking mountain climbing cliff hanging hang gliding parachuting yes Ooh, i'm i I wonder if you have this one in. There's when I think of parachuting commercials, there's one that jumps jumps to mind immediately. I'll be interested to see if you included it in here. Also, I found one where someone used one of those squirrel suits, but it was Kevin Spacey. So you didn't want to. I didn't want to yeah. give him the airtime. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that is what we're going to talk about, and we're going to check in with the ad council. Let's see, we got a bunch of fun stuff in the ad council today. Oh, including a commercial that <laughs> a listener says she's been seeing on the old tv show channel <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with old tv shows it's just a commercial that's airing a lot it's a new commercial but it's on the is old it like tv, TV land show or something? i have a feeling it is yeah. you know but there's like one around here and I, I know this listener and she's not around here but like up here we have something called me tv yeah. i don't know if that's national or not but that might be it. but i just love that our buddy down there in texas is just like watching the old tv channel because that i love the I, old tv oh, channel i love the old tv channel yeah i love the old radio channel too so okay Okay, we will uh, get into all that after we get high. Can you take me high to money money yesterday? Can you take me high Where would you like to start, my lady? Let's start with this one that really was what made me think of this idea in the first place. There, there are. This is for the Apple Watch Series Seven, um, and there's going to be a lot of stuff here that is not germane to our our investigation. It's just about. It's just one of those beautiful Apple uh, technology commercials where everything's very like designy and beautiful, and it's following people through these uh, sort of uh, otherworldly sort of scenarios, like sort of day to day scenarios, but shot in this very ethereal way. Um, and then we we close on a couple who appear to be in a tent just camping. And then as we pull back, we see that they are actually portal-edge camping, which is a term I learned mm. in service of this episode. I think I've seen this commercial. This is where they just have like a tent on the side that of a cliff. somehow it's just on the side of a cliff. Why? Why? Even, and this is what I'm saying, like I don't have a height issue. I love, like I would even consider learning how to be a rock climber like that I don't have a problem with heights but the thought of like trusting my life to the technology involved with stapling a tent to the side of a rock face is absolutely wild to me when you were a kid did you ever just fall out of the bed no really 
No, I don't. Think I feel so. like I, used I to mean, fall I don't know. The bed all the time. Has family listeners kid. get at me if if that's not accurate? But I don't recall doing that's that. That's not. You don't think that's a common thing with kids? Because I feel like when I was a kid, I was falling. <laughs> Do you have out of an the... inner ear dysfunction? <laughs> Maybe. I just feel like I just remember being like, oh, I fell out of bed. Like it was just a thing <laughs> that would happen. To I think my sister. Well, it does. As well. I do understand how that might exacerbate a fear of heights. If, yeah. If you don't know at any given time if you're gonna fall over. And that time that I just leaned over and fell into the pond while that's I was saying. fishing with Lenny Samoski. The evidence is really mounting <laughs> yeah. when I was, for an for an inner ear dysfunction. I, I know you know the story. I'm sure I've probably even told it on the show before. But yeah, one time I was I, I don't know. This was like maybe kindergarten age maybe first maybe first grade or something like that and uh, i'm over at lenny samoski's house and um we're just fishing we're just standing at the edge of his little dock that goes out into the pond and one moment i'm fishing and the next moment i'm just (laughs) teetering over and just falling into the drink and i wasn't even that drunk if i recall and that is one thing to think about. Like people say, like, well, you you know, why are you scared of heights if you were like on a little, like a little raised platform that's one foot off the ground? You could walk right up to the edge. Why sure. can't you do that on top of a? Can you walk right up to the edge of a one right one foot off the ground platform? Can I personally? Yeah. Well, no longer. I feel like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're like, you're not falling then. Why would you fall way up high? And it's like, well, maybe sometimes I do fall down low. So anyway, are you one of those people who can't walk over a bridge without it entering your head? Like, what if I got the urge to jump? Oh, um, I think I have had that before sort of, but for me, it's just a fixation on the, on the worst possible scenario, Uh um, in an airplane. If I start to think about it, I can have a a little mini freak out. I didn't even put any airplane ones on here other than people jumping out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start here with this Apple commercial then, as you were just describing it now, is there any narration here? Yes. So I think that this is really about the functionality of the Apple watch and all the ways it can help you do things like, um, you know, play like your fitness activities or, or keep track of what you're doing on the tennis court or on the golf, uh, on the links, whatever. Mm-hmm. I on the said, golf field. I almost said golf field. <laughs> and then I literally couldn't think of the word golf course. <laughs> it's a pitch. It's the golf pitch. <laughs> All right. So, so I so believe start, it begins on the. Yeah. So you're going to hear sort of like a thwack of a tennis ball. That's a guy playing tennis. Then we go to a, the golf course. And then um, I think there's like a couple of other activities before we get to the portal edge. To live is to ask the big questions like, Whoa, how fast was that serve? 98 miles per hour. Wow. How far was that drive? Nice. Are you taking an ECG here? And you're taking one here. Are you taking an ECG at a birthday party? So this guy is checking his heart rate using his watch at all kinds of places. Hi. How'd you sleep? And why are you checking your blood oxygen level? Oh, because you're a million feet oh, off the ground. There's your answer. And then they cut, they pull way back very quickly with the drone footage here. And you have these two people in a tent that is just, I want to say a thousand feet off the ground. <laughs> it, I mean, it looks like it's a thousand feet off the ground. It's so scary. But there's, this is the other thing. There's another ad out right now that I am really kicking myself that I didn't write down what it's for where it also ends on a someone mm. in a portal edge camp tent uh where they're rock climbing outside in other words they've camped there overnight and they wake up and then start climbing up the cliff that they're that they're camped on and i just feel like is there something in the air right now about this type of camping remember that um that prison in the tower in Game of Thrones yes. that Tyrion had to spend a few nights in. Of course. And he's way, way up in a tower. I think it's more than a few. To uh, if, you, if you don't, unless you're using that euphemistically. <laughs> he spends a minute up there. Um, and it's, you know, it's like an open air cell, basically. It's just like an... In, it's almost like a cave, basically, in this tall tower. But I, it must be in the books as well, because I can't remember if it's explicit in the TV show, but they mention that it's built so that the floor is at a slight angle, too. And there's nothing keeping him up there. If he goes to sleep and rolls over in his sleep, like me yeah. as a kid, he would just roll right out to his death. You can never... You could never be comfortable up there. Yeah, I've always wondered. I've always when I picture that and it was very vivid in the book as well as the as well as the TV show. I always thought like 
Although in this, that's something I don't know if the show is explicit about this, but there are um, ascending levels of torture in this in the sky cells. You can be in one that's like almost flat; it's just over a very steep drop. But then, as you get further up in the the dungeon or what's their Mm -hmm. version of a dungeon, sky dungeon, the sky dungeon, the cells get smaller and the floors get more pitched. Oh, I didn't remember those details. But the one he's in, I'm like. I mean, I don't want to be in any prison. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be caged. Sure. But I'm not worried about myself rolling off the side. Like, as long as you just sleep perpendicular to the edge, I'm not going to, like, ro- I'm not going to, like, turn 90 degrees and then roll in my sleep. You'll admit, though, that waking up while you're falling hundreds of feet would be scary. Yes, I admit that. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure we're on the same page there. <laughs> what else do you have in the chamber? Um, all right. So does that? I wanted to ask you: Does that? Uh, does that uh, end of that ca- uh, commercial for the Apple Watch give you any kind of like vertigo? I mean, sort of. It mostly angers me, and honestly, <laughs> like I, 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 and I know that you know all kinds of people are rock climbers, and there's various varying degrees of that, and then you have like the the, the free climbers. What is it called? Uh, free solo. I know yeah. that's the dock. Is that what the actual activity? I, is I think called it's just well? called free climbing. Free climbing. Um, Especially the stuff that's like free climbing or just seems needlessly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me mad. It seems like people are in the same way that maybe somebody um, recklessly, whatever, taking their life in their own hands in some other way that is less athletic would. Right. You know, like I think it angers me because like somehow there's a celebration about that. Right. Whereas someone a- just like it, taking a lot of heroin is right, not celebrated. Right, Whereas exactly. I, I do kind of think having watched Free Solo, my impression is that the impulse comes from the same place. Exactly. It is an addiction. Now, I mean, I under I also understand why they are two different categories. One means you're spending your life honing your body and your skill in a way. The other one means you're just sticking a needle in your arm like i understand right. the difference but um it does anger me when i see that stuff free solo i didn't that movie gave me some bad feelings and it was both a vertigo feeling but also a lot of just straight up anger yeah i, I really that, no, I, that I think that's a, a very understandable reaction to that yeah. story so, so this next one is for salesforce i'm never exactly sure what salesforce is i'm a little fuzzy myself i think they've kind of evolved to become like a bunch of business solutions mm-hmm. business solutions business solutions yeah. Um, This is about a woman named Paula. Uh, Paula is falling through the sky, not in a scared way. She seems to be just sitting perfectly uh, tranquilly, uh, but she is falling through the blue sky. Yeah, she looks like she's floating... In an invisible ch- in an invisible chair with her legs crossed, sort of, just sort of, calmly. but she's but she's falling. Like, yeah, we're her hair her is flying around. Yeah, and it's the the voiceover will tell you she needs a parachute, and so she she gets all all these things she needs through Salesforce, and as she like looks up a parachute vendor on her uh, cell phone. Um, somebody else in a parachute sort of flies in, hands her a parachute. Somebody else then flies in, tells her how to use the ripcord. And so it's sort of a metaphor for all the things that um, Salesforce can do for you, especially when you're, you know, kind of, it's sort of like building the plane while flying it, which is a, a metaphor that we use so frequently and I have heard used so frequently in business that I'm shocked there isn't an ad that yeah. manifests it. That's a good point. I got to say, just even from your description, we or I started this by saying I don't really know what Salesforce does. This is a commercial that really explains it. Yeah. It's saying like you have a whole bunch of needs for your business and a whole bunch of people in different departments. And we're going to bring all that stuff together for a common And you're goal. in the middle of your doing your business. Right. You can't like stop and whatever. All right. Let's take a listen. Paula needs a parachute. So the marketing department sends her a promo code. Sales suggest the perfect style. Commerce makes it easy to buy. And service makes sure she gets answers to any important questions. Salesforce Customer 360 unites your teams with a single view of your customer. So Paula gets all the support she needs. Oh, I see. That thing must be their their mascot or something because yeah, while she's falling, confusing. all these human beings are kind of flying up to her with their own parachutes. And, you know, again, like you said, it's like helping her out, giving her a parachute or uh, giving her instructions on how to use it. But then all of a sudden this like a little cartoon raccoon. cartoon raccoon just flies in and, and helps her with something. I'm like, where's this little shit coming from? I and Then at the end, it looks like it kind of positions itself almost as a as a logo so i'm assuming that that's what's going on there uh i gotta say yeah <laughs> again just to reiterate 
I started that by saying, I don't know what Salesforce does, and now I think I have a better idea. Yeah, so, good job, good Salesforce. On them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, this next one is a battery commercial. Yeah, so many. there. I could have done 50 commercials where people were doing skydiving. Uh-huh. Um, this is a this is just a for interstate batteries, and for some reason, they're, they're, their gimmick is that they they spell out the word yes in answer to the question of whether interstate batteries is for you, I guess, uh, with a bunch of skydivers jumping out of a plane and then forming the w- let word yes with their bodies. Like with an the aerial air. shot of them from above them looking down at the ground. I'm looking at the still shot of it right now. I don't under And also they're some of them are wearing the same color jumpsuits and some of them aren't, it's, which just makes it complicated. It's very messy Put looking. everybody in the same color suit. And pray tell, what does this have to do with batteries again? Yeah, like three of them are wearing a red suit, which really stands out. You'd think that would play into this, but it looks like it's just a mess. Well, let's take a listen anyway. Is Interstate the best battery in the world? We say yes! Here they go. They all jump out of a plane. They're grabbing onto each other. Now suddenly it says yes. Interstate batteries. It feels like somebody's dependent. cousin involved with interstate batteries yeah. was like taking skydiving and lessons. knows a guy and knows a guy. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> it's like it's so bonkers. The only thing that's impressive about it or interesting about it is that they really clearly did. Yeah. Do you know it's some kind of like stunt, uh, like skydiving yeah. trick? But it, that could be like any any company in the world could use that that footage right yeah and then you just, just you know put whatever like, question is bud light the best beer in the world right, right. yeah we say yes right 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 does miller light use cornstarch <laughs> yes <laughs> you jumped out of a plane once i did jump out of a plane at an effort and to... you weren't even wearing a parachute you were just drunk on an american drunk. airlines yeah. flight right uh, they no, told I... you to put your phone away i in an effort to make friends in a new environment when i did a year abroad I, on a whim, joined the skydiving club, and I did jump out of a plane. It was a static line jump. So the thing you associate with skydiving, which is the free fall experience, Mm -hmm. I have never had that. That's probably very different. Um, What I did was um, just you'd go up like a couple thousand feet, which, you know, is still high enough to kill you if something goes wrong. But, like, you go up a couple thousand feet, you jump out of the plane, you free fall for as long as your the static line is, and then it comes out and it pulls, it releases your chute automatically, mm-hmm. and so then you just float to the ground. I'm trying to think what is more mind-boggling to me, the fact that you would jump out of a plane or that you felt the need to make friends. Why do you need friends? <laughs> yeah, I realize uh, they're both large, <laughs> big both time. Kind of they're both foreign... fears of yours. Where do you rank those in your <laughs> No, no. In your fears? One's a fear, one's a foreign concept. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, what in the living hell is going on in this next commercial? I wish someone would tell me. <laughs> this one is so weird. And I don't I like I watched it four or five times now. And we just rewatched it so that I could remember what was in it. And I don't know what's happening. It opens with somebody skywriting. Marry me, Jenny. Mm-hmm. A woman looks up and sees it. It's not. Is clear. it Jenny? It's unclear if it's her. But she gets distracted by it, walks out into a road. And then the, a car, I guess a Prius, like has one of those detects a mm-hmm. obstacle thing and and stops. Then somebody else in a different Prius is watching what we just watched on their smartphone and says something about how like their car, does their car have that functionality or whatever. Then somebody else is watching their scene on another smartphone and we pull back and realize we're inside of a plane, and the person watching it. So the some this whole this whole storyline like of somebody a, being a on the street looking looking up, and that's just a, a some sort of story that somebody's watching on their phone while they're up in an airplane. Well, there's this uh, like there's, there's a story mm. and a story and a okay, story. Yeah. But the final scene is somebody watching this couple in a car. Jump, about to jump out of a plane and that person who's about to jump out of a plane is for some reason a crash test dummy but talking to real human but beings. also talking to real human beings what the hell can someone explain this to me okay woman wow so jenny Good to know we have that on our page. okay so jenny almost gets run over yep but it turns out this is just a video that somebody's watching while they're driving down the street in their prius 
Yeah. Right. And then she's. And then they get distracted. With so many safety features like pedestrian detection and lane departure alert, Toyota doesn't need assess dummies as much. Oh, I get it, man. Hey, I gotta get my thrill somehow. The 2017 Prius with Toyota. Okay, it sort of makes a little more sense. And again, it's like the sixth time I've watched it. So the first story is about a woman who doesn't get run over because uh, the Prius has automatic stop. Okay. Then the second story is about a woman who gets is about a couple who gets distracted watching the first story on and their they're phone. on their phone and then the Prius drifts across the lane and then it has like lane drift beep, technology beep, beep. that beep yeah. beeps. Then that story is being watched by a crash test dummy that is in a plane who's saying Toyota Priuses have so many safety features that they don't need dummies anymore. So I'm up here about to skydive because I need to get my thrills somehow. But this is a terrible ad. Because it is incoherent and somewhat also inaccurate. Like you, that's not, that's nothing to do with how trash test dummies are used. They don't. They aren't used to determine whether you know, uh, like lane assist works. Right. They're like if you get hit. Yeah. Like what's what? Hap- how how yeah. badly will your skull be deformed? And also, it's just like it's creepy. Yes. Like to see this suddenly. Like we've we've seen nothing but humans the whole time. Right. But at the end, suddenly the main character of this Michigas is a, is a talking crash test dummy. Yes. At the bottom of the Inception pile is a crash ooh, test dummy. Ooh, send it back to hell. I say. <laughs> what's Bino? Oh, I love this one. This is another skydiving one. This one, as as bad as that Toyota one was in terms of plotting and like being coherent, this is a great joke. Oh, I know this one. Do you? Yes. I've never seen this in the wild. I don't think I think I was peeking ahead at your show sheet and I watched I didn't look at many of the commercials today, but I saw this one. Yeah, this is a, again right on with getting your message across. Yes. Not just being weird. Not just being weird. So you have um a young couple, they are in a, a little plane clearly about to do their first uh, skydiving jump they are getting a their final tutorial from their instructor and he's telling them all about you know just like remember your training here's what you're gonna do and i think he can take it from there eyes right here jumpers this is what all the training has been for now once you jumped and you're falling fast to the unforgiving ground i need you to keep your cool and do it as we drilled it. Now remember, count to seven. Check your altimeter. Let her rip. All right, let's do this thing. Oh, almost forgot. Once we jump, go see Dave. He'll give you your parachutes. The order you do things can make all the difference. Take Beano before, and there will be no gas, no pressure, no bloating. Beano. That's perfect. It's a really good ad, right? Like they right. aren't wearing. You realize they aren't wearing parachutes. You can't get your parachute no. after you jump. Right. You can't take your bino after you eat. After you eat, right? So it's like one of those pre-antacid types of things. Couple of details on this. Did you notice the name? It, it begins. The commercial begins with kind of a close-up of a sign that says the name of the jumping school. Did you see what it is? Oh, I didn't really register it. Uh, jumping it? beans <laughs> skydiving school. Clever. Um, and. I could be wrong about this, but do you recognize this voice at the end, or at least do, can you guess who I think it is? And I don't know the name, to be honest, but like, uh, I, I think I know this voice from other commercials. The order you do things can make all the difference. Take Beano before, and there will be no gas, no pressure, no bloating. Beano. It's not ringing a bell. Okay, take a second to think about it. I'm going to look on the fly here. Don't look at what I'm typing. <laughs> Um, and we're going to listen to this commercial. Um, oh, I actually don't like these commercials, uh, but take a listen to this. If your underwear feels like this. I picked the bad one because he's singing too much in this, but these are the Duluth buck, uh, naked, buck underwear. naked underwear commercials. I certainly commercials. see why one would make you think of the other. They don't quite sound like the same voice to me. Really? I think it's a type of voiceover that you like. You hire a, a guy that you hold want on. that kind of hold voice on. for. I don't know if I'm ready to give up on oh, this one. Let's see here. Here's another uh, Duluth commercial here. 
The smell of average underwear. It's now more that's, gravelly. Oh, it's definitely more gravelly and deeper, but I think the person who does the one can adjust his voice. The order you do things can make all the difference. I don't think it's There's the same. There's that, and then you have the, the same voice, but he's doing a lower voice. Okay, now his voice has gone away. Um, I am willing to bet $5 that it's the same person. I'm willing to bet $10 that person is Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the first bet. Actually, I'll take both. <laughs> now we have a Snickers commercial here. Yes, this one I love. And I... I I hate to have to describe it only because it ruins the joke, um, but we open on what appears to be a cliff face, right? It's mm-hmm. a vertical rock wall with blue sky to one side, and we see a guy hauling himself laboriously all up this cliff face. It looks like it looks like a a, a shot from Cliffhanger. Yes, almost right. Okay, right. so you want me to hit play now? Yeah, and I might have you stop it when okay. the joke when it when we get to the joke. He almost slipped. Now, behind him, somebody and their goat or dog, goat or dog, animal, uh, walks along behind him. And we realize the camera is just at a 90 degree angle. This guy's just laying on some rocky ground (laughs) and screaming as as he writhes around. Now the person with the goat is just staring at him. Confatic, confused, and dramatic. Hunger keeps inventing new problems, so we invented a new crispier Snickers. I love that because they're playing on hangry, which is a word they invented that we needed. Yes. Right? Like, like we I, need confatic, not really. No, but, but I, I like, like this ad. Yes, and like the fact that like I do think that hang, hangry and nose blindness are the two things that commercials gave us that I feel like we all needed yes, to communicate. I agree. I like Snickers ads. You know, Snickers has a, you know, they as much as Geico or any of them, although they don't have the ubiquity and the number of ads that those insurers have, they have a really good sense of humor. I still really enjoy the one where the guy thinks they're doing a Zoom call and he comes out in his underpants. That's Snickers? Yeah, I believe so. Really? Double check me. Well, I don't know how to do that on the fly, but I thought they were having, I thought the whole point of that commercial is they're having a, a couple over for dinner, right? And it's like kind of a socially distanced outdoor dinner and this was like right when people were just starting to come out of their houses did you find it yeah it's a snickers ad well how does snickers play into that look it up i don't remember uh, not a zoom thing interesting okay so he should have had a snickers for lunch or something and it would have put him in a better mindset and he would have realized have a snickers for lunch two snickers for lunch and call me in the morning like confused uh Mm, interesting have a snickers i do not like I, I didn't really like them at first, and I really didn't like them when they lost the thread and got too confusing. That you're not who you're not really you when you haven't had a Snickers commercial. Because at first it was like it was about everyday people, but we were seeing them as some sort of like cranky celebrity. And then they eat their Snickers, and then they calm down. But then they started messing it up by having the celebrities be the people who were cranky, like Johnny Manziel had one. Remember that? It was just like yeah. those commercials were. I didn't Michigan. mind that they broadened out the um, the sort of the joke a little bit. I thought it stayed within a relatively good space, and I think some of those were very funny. Um, but I'm, you know, like I said, like I, I think they've done overall their whole their generally their body of work is really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we have a Sonic commercial here. Yeah, so do you remember the two? They haven't done these used these guys in a while. Or oh, at least I haven't the seen two them Sonic in a while. guys. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're the two sort of um, I guess they're improv comedians mm-hmm. who just riff with each other for that these are, Sonic. They're both ads. pretty famous in the comedy world. And, yeah, and, and one of them has really broken through. He's done like he was on Veep and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, one of them was on Veep. Um, so you, you just have them, the two of them up in a hang glider together, uh, talking about their experience. I think they'll do most of the okay, work Okay. Yeah. Here. Usually they're sitting in a car in like a Sonic 
you know, parking lot or like drive up service window or something. But this time they're soaring above it all. Sweet sesame, fire roasted chipotle. Sonic's got some bold new wing flavors. Have we ever tried anything more daring? Well, we are hang gliding right now. Man, you can see everything from up here. Yeah. Like stuff you can never see on the ground. Like look at that huge patch of grass. You can see patches of grass. But what about a road? You can see roads on the ground. What about ponds? Yeah, all the stuff you can see on the ground, buddy. Why are we up here, dude? Wing Night in America is back with flavors like sweet sesame and fire roasted chipotle. One of the things I like about this campaign is it is so consistently unfunny. <laughs> and it's just like it's so bold to just say like our thing is we're going to put two otherwise funny comedians uh-huh, together that's and have thing. them be unfunny and just run it for years. Do you like the two women who have basically replaced these guys? We can take a listen. I see that the um, video player is suggesting this anyway. It's like, oh, yeah. oh you, so you like you Sonic have, commercials? Yeah, you like Sonic commercials? Well, you'll love this. Um, these are two women you probably, well, I don't know. You might have seen them. They're, they're in pretty heavy rotation. They have a bunch of them. And I don't know if these two, they definitely have the same feel of being very improv improvised mm-hmm, yeah so i assume that they are improvised but they play these sort of suburban moms who are just kind of always like kind of like ribbing each other and having sonic together and talking about the travails of being like a mom and a you know driving your suv around and dealing with the the travails of suburban life basically okay i'm just picking one of these randomly it's called happy hour the great thing about the app is we're going to get happy hour pricing on our drinks. That's right. No matter what time. It's happy hour every hour. Well, let's be honest. Anytime I see a discount, I'm going to go for it. Right. I don't care what it is. I have it's to have a, that. Yeah. Anything that is half price tastes twice as good. Right? Right? I That doesn't seem any funnier to me, but it seems less cringy to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. Like, it just seems fine. Like, it seems like... It's just banter, and it's the other the one guy is just so in your face with how terrible his jokes are. And, the blonde guy, uh, yeah, I guess so. So anyway, yeah, I mean the the blonde guy is is oblivious guy, and the dark haired guy is like straight man, is sort a straight of. man, yeah. But, but he makes me laugh actually. Like hmm. you didn't like that hangling ad, but I I kind of thought it was a funny joke. Like he's just naming things that you can see from the ground. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we have a DirecTV commercial here. Yeah, there's another hang gliding one. Oh, tried okay. to sort of. I uh, like the way you've organized. Sort of organized this. these. Um, this one was in pretty heavy rotation a while back. I haven't seen it for a while, but it's one of those DirecTV ads that's like if you know, for want of a nail, kind of ads. You know, if you don't do get DirecTV, this tiny bad thing will happen. It will lead to this tiny bad thing, and then it'll be a much bigger mm-hmm. bad thing. And I think the narrator will explain. When the cable company keeps you on hold, you feel trapped. When you feel trapped, you need to feel free. When you need to feel free, you try hang gliding. When you try hang gliding, you crash into things. When you crash into things, the grid goes down. When the grid goes down, crime goes up. And when crime goes up, your dad gets punched over a can of soup. Don't have your dad get punched over a can of soup. Get rid of cable and upgrade to direct. I've TV. seen that one before. I think it's. I I love it. I think the writing is pretty good at that. Like, You're into that and one. And the final one is don't let your dad get punched <laughs> over a can of soup. Yeah, I love the absurdity of it. I think I've seen those uh, like a lot during football games. I don't. Uh, you may have said this. I don't know if they're still running. Uh, I don't think so. Now I'm looking ahead here, and I thought I saw this on your list. When I said earlier, when I think of a hang gliding commercial, or I'm sorry, uh, not a hang gliding, a uh, parachute commercial, oh. there's one in particular I think of, and it's not on your list. Did you have it and remove it? I just removed it. I put I put it back. Here we you don't go. we don't have to play it, but it's just because I think we've talked about it before on the show. But that's why I, I took think it of out. The, it, it, what is the app called? Let go. Let go. It's the the app where you know you you get rid of things, you sell things online. Yeah, and right? I should have I, I took it out in part because I didn't organize it correctly. Um, but we can watch oh, it. I mean, okay. I I, I just um, yeah when I think of a parachuting ad I think of this one because you know all it is is sell your stuff online there's a million different apps but I like the way that this campaign said well the whole product they call it let go it's like you have things in your life that are a burden and they're weighing you down so finally like let go and in this commercial it's been a long time it's so similar structurally to the one we just watched about uh, Salesforce right like you're in a you're you're falling through the sky and it's really a pretty effective and compelling metaphor for having an urgent need, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what Letgo's whole thing is. I have another one that I like where these two guys, for whatever reason, they look like sort of like spies or like in coat, like in suits. They're running through the woods being chased by a helicopter with a light and you hear dogs barking and everything. 
and one of them's dragging a gas grill behind him, which is pretty funny mm-hmm. visual. And it's like, yeah, it's all these situations where you are in extremis and you mm-hmm. are being weighed down by something. And this yeah. is no exception. So you have a woman doing a tandem jump. She's strapped to the front of a skydiver. Um, and he tells her that she needs and she's holding a sewing machine. Yep. And he says she needs to let go of the sewing machine in order for them to pull the ripcord. My question is, I mean, I granted, I get the metaphor. I'm not complaining mm-hmm. about the ad, but... I mean, you could pull the ripcord. Like, the sewing machine isn't going to, like, make or break you as skydivers. Yeah, because he's the one. His hands are free, and he's the one who's going to pull the ripcord, So if she really couldn't let it go, Uh, they would both Why in my memory did I remember this as a bowling ball? I think they have another bowling ball ad, maybe. Let Go might have had a bowling ball ad. I think so, yeah. It's always often a heavy object. Yeah, okay. So here, I'll hit play on this. They're skydiving. She's got the sewing machine. Do a lot of sewing? Not since my sewing phase. So what if we get rid of it? So we can pull the cord? Now she looks pained. Like she yeah. really doesn't want to let go of her old sewing machine. I love the, I love the, the line, not since my sewing phase. Yeah, I love that too. Okay, so I think they're going to use the app uh, to find a buyer for the sewing machine who, are, who will then show up. Suddenly another skydiver will show up and take the sewing machine off her hands. How about we sell it and let go? We just have to take a picture and post it. Immediately something Hi, comes from above. Hi, I'm here about the sewing machine. It's time to snap, post, chat, and sell. It's time to let go. What's interesting is you also see the skydiver who's purchasing the sewing machine, I guess, toss money. Yeah. Like paper cash her way. The, ca- which is... the, the cash and the sewing machine defy physics. Right. Oh, and I was going to say, I would assume that that would all be um, handled within the app that you wouldn't actually be using cash in these things. But well, I you think do that... on Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, that's you, a good gotta, point. you have Maybe to actually exchange yeah. the goods. Yeah, and it's not within the app. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. I don't know. Um, it might also just be like more visually, yeah, just like, like making it very clear. And maybe you really do need that because otherwise, with a product called Let Go or a service called Let Go, and you're just like it's aimed at people who are just trying to get rid of junk. You could see it being a just a free right. giveaway site. They want to make it clear. No, no, no we're selling. It's selling, here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. Um, all right, this next one is the only one of these ads that uses actual that the the actual thing they're sort of selling is in fact being up high <laughs> every, oh, okay. in every other one it's been a metaphor uh-huh um but this is for the garmin virb uh which is some kind of like gopro their version of the oh, gopro okay yeah and oh, that must kill them that the generic name is gopro well i know what a gopro t- is tough city garmin yeah um if if we had all been if we'd all stuck with uh you know aftermarket gps for our cars uh you would be the go-to hey speaking of titties yeah um, speaking of do you know what the word titty nope means no i've never heard i that. learned this word today titty nope what does it's it mean? an old 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 word that refers to just a tiny little bit left over <gasps> so I love the that. examples that i heard and this was i heard this on a little clip from sarah spain's podcast uh which is called i believe that's what she said um sarah spain being an espn commentator um and so like if you drink a glass of wine and there's a, just a tiny little couple of droplets in there that's a titty nope of wine How or do you like spell some it? Cr- uh, the way i saw it on the screen was titty t-i-t-t-y dash n-o-p-e um, so and I don't, I'm not sure if that dash was in there just for pronunciation purposes or if that's the proper spelling. I'm seeing it as titty no, no dash. No dash. Interesting though, right? I love it. Like, hey, Vives, can I throw this? Uh, we got to make a concerted effort mm-hmm. to get that into our everyday usage, bef- you know, mm-hmm. while it's fresh and then it becomes, you know, automatic. Yeah, exactly. Can, can I throw away this uh, chili? There's a titty nope left. Yeah. Yeah. Good practicing. Good love practicing. It. Okay. Thank you. All right, so this is for the Garmin VIRB. By the way, the answer to that question is always no with you. Oh, yeah, don't throw it no, out. I'll, I'm eat gonna, it I'll eat it eventually. Hey, Genevieve, it's actually growing now. It's now green and fuzzy. I'll well, get Save to it, it for planting, man. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so we have these, uh, I think, mostly dudes. Um, they're going to do some kick-ass base jumping. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they're in like, you're in so, I think they're, they're in like, Moab. like, parkour just won't cut it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but parkour is not hardcore enough. Um, the, so they're in Moab, and they're jumping off some massively high cliff, and uh, they're, you're going to see the all of the many uh, awesome features of the VIRB. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. That's triggering for me. That's, this is the most triggering one. Yeah. So we just, it's just really beautiful footage of like the canyon walls as these parachuters are base jumping into and, the canyon. And of course it is footage from this person's, yeah. I'm gonna call it GoPro, sorry Garmin. And if it's, it's worth remembering, it's worth the VIRB 360. So this isn't a particularly interesting ad, Herb. but it was one of the few that I found where like parachuting or base jumping or being up high is not a mm. metaphor for something. It is just a selling point. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that one got me because again, it's like, well, I mean, that's how those devices work, right? It's almost like it really, it's like a POV thing. It puts you in that perspective yeah. and it's got that, um, ultra wide angle lens. So you it's, almost are seeing practically, yeah. it's like practically 360. Exactly. It's really amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, our last one is just one that um, it's not. It's so cartoony that it doesn't feel like there anybody's really up high. But I just enjoy it, and I don't want to spoil it for you. So I will just say, um, we start in a deep, deep, uh, like I don't know, like a like a underground lake in a what looks like a rainforest, mm -hmm. and bubbling out of the lake and coming up through this uh, like this deep chasm and through the treetops are at first it's just one hot air balloon but then we see it's all these hot air balloons and each one of them almost like the earth is birthing these hot air balloons birthing these hot air balloons and they're they're just like like boiling up out of the forest floor and each one of them is filled with like sort of a different type of character you have like a mm. group of cheerleaders in one a group of like brosifs in another like mm -hmm. some i think some like business people in another one so you have all these weird weird groups of people like oddly oddly assembled groups of people in these hot air balloons and they seem to be racing each other to to the sky and here comes the first one. Oh, now we've got a bunch more they're just coming up people are kind of partying in the balloons and they rise above the cloud tops and they turn into bubbles oh, because they were all bubbles in a Perrier. I love it. I loved it too. It's visually very beautiful and like it catches you by surprise what the mm -hmm. what the balloons represent. Mm -hmm. Also, if Perrier can get a, the Hall of the Mountain King for yeah. their for their soundtrack, like do, 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 Mercedes do, do, do. Benz, you can get Dance of the Nights. Oh, you're still on that. Yes, I'm still on that. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. Do you remember last week um, we played a commercial that was sent in by ad counselor Anna, I think, uh, for a product called Moxie, the AI robot. I sure and do. And I came in pretty hot on this commercial because it's a commercial for this robot that uses, obviously, artificial intelligence. Um, and in the commercial, which was, I believe, a long one or two minute spot, the parents introduced this to their kid in his playroom. And the kid's like, I don't know, 10-ish or something. And you can tell that they're very, very concerned, um, but they also seem like kind of like young, affluent parents. And so maybe I had some like kind of class triggers right away. I just kind of didn't didn't uh, love the whole vibe of the commercial. And this robot was helping this kid um, with various aspects of his life, kind of social aspects of his life. And at first yeah. I was like, oh, it sort of comes off as kind of like these parents not really knowing how to parent anymore and, uh, and, and handing the responsibilities over to a robot, which I'm sure is tempting for a lot of parents, uh, honestly. Um, but then you looked it up while I was grousing about it, and you realized that this thing called Moxie the AI robot is often targeted towards kids who are on the spectrum. In that was some my way impression. Or, or it was autistic. a little bit. It was a little bit elliptical in the marketing mm. materials, but my sense is that it is for kids who are struggling with social emotional development. Which obviously changed the tone of the commercial, and I changed my tone because I realized, oh, I mean, that's why these parents have this concerned look, not just because they're like these helicopter parents who right. don't know how to teach their kid how to just go about how life. just be cool. I'd just be cool, man. Yeah, just, just be cool. Just be a Fonzie. Um, just do it cooler. But uh, anyway, we I think we kind of realized, oh, okay, if this is a special technology that is partially intended for kids who have specific struggles, that changes it, certainly. I don't know if it changes the commercial 
but it changes my outlook on the whole thing. Anyway, uh, listener Bree wrote in uh, and said, I know the idea of having an AI robot in your house is pretty wild, but one of my colleagues works in social robotics research, and there are actually some very cool areas where robots can be supportive. One area he works in is with autistic children who have social anxiety around people. And that was something we saw in this commercial a lot, right? Like Mm -hmm. this kid was struggling. We never saw it happen, but we would hear in his conversations with the robot that he was struggling with some interpersonal relationships relationships at school kids didn't want to play with him anymore they were breaking up with him or or what have you um and also the robot was giving him little tasks to do like write down nice things about your parents or something along those lines back to Bree's email here um let's see here one area he works in is with autistic children who have social anxiety around people but will interact with robots in order to learn about social skills similar to what was implied in the commercial that you discussed and also with elderly populations suffering from uh, suffering from alzheimer's or dementia and Bree sent in a little link to a uh, a little video i don't think this is what her colleague is working on but it's just like um it's a it's a similar type of device. This is a little robot called Ryan, and this robot specifically is, I believe, trained no created um, <laughs> <laughs> to work with the elderly population. I want to play. There's something interesting I think that happens about a minute into this tape, so I'm going to let this play for a little bit. This is not a commercial, by the way. This is just kind of an instructional video, or kind of a this is what we're working on kind of video from the universe. Oh. This is the University of Denver. I apologize, Bree. No, so this is probably exactly what her colleague is working on because I believe that is where Bree is employed as well. I should say Dr. Bree. How are you today? I'm uh, very good, thank you. What did they do with it? I the salmon, it was it was baked and uh, and then I had with it I had some uh, curried potatoes. Let's just stop and talk about that for a second. Does that sound like a good food pairing? Salmon, salmon and curried, curried potatoes. Curried potatoes. I guess they're both kind of like rich and. I mean, it's not what I would order. Yeah. But you know, it's not the robots. The purpose of Ryan is to use technology, especially robotics technology, to assist people, right? To help people who are in need, like those who have mental disabilities, elderly people with depression, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and also children with autism. You know, in Denver, I like them all. You like all of them. Yeah, I really do. They all have, they're they're all different. We have integrated Ryan with uh, artificial intelligence technology, especially facial recognition and facial expression recognition and voice recognition. So Ryan can read people's emotions through their facial expressions and then mimic it back. When I get up in the morning, she says, uh, uh, be sure and have a good breakfast. Ryan is an empathic robot, means that you know empathy is part of her character to, su- to support people. This was one thing that I think I was missing in the Moxie commercial, assuming that it is similar, because, I mean, I was a little bit curious where the AI came from as opposed to just being a robot, you know, <laughs> because we saw that the mom at, at one point was sort of programming different lessons that she wanted the robot to communicate to the kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it works with your app, but... Maybe it was more obvious and I just didn't get it. But like this idea that these machines actually can read your face and your tone of voice and then adjust how it talks to you is really interesting. That's amazing. Even just the fact that a machine can hear your answer to a question and compute, like figure out how to respond to that question I'm sure a lot of the responses are like, I mean, that's, I'm sorry, I can't with, help you with that. Right. We do that with Google all the time. Yeah. yeah. But but it is, I mean, we're seeing like, we're in this sort of like these early phases and there's, a, there's something that's both sort of funny and a little eerie about these early AI robots and they talk in a robot voice. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard to imagine that we're just a few technology generations away from something that is at least in the uncanny valley Mm -hmm. you know if not more realistic even i'll tell you one thing i like this old guy who's in this commercial like unironically not this commercial i'm sorry this video um like i could see myself kicking it with him like you know i've been going to those diners for like my new thing is i go to like some (laughs) very middling diner somewhere in the seattle area around 2 p.m for a late lunch with like my newspaper and like i see a bunch of guys like this i could totally see uh myself like i don't know uh getting some soup with him in the afternoon 
Of course, it's always time to clean up my room. <laughs> oh, I kind of cut off the other part. I guess the robot sometimes tells him uh, when it's time to clean up his room. I don't like that. <laughs> That's why I like this robot. I need to get a robot to tell you to clean. The robot's going to have to learn a different <laughs> way of dealing with me. Thank you for that, Brie. I found yeah, that really interesting. Bri. Also, we got uh, this voicemail from Maggie. Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Maggie. I live outside of Philadelphia in Swarthmore. Um, as I was listening to the rings of uh, when I called, I thought maybe I've called in with this story before because it's one of my favorite stories about commercials. But when you guys said you weren't doing any of the bears, but the Charmin bears in your bear show, which I thought was a great episode, by the way. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. It reminded me of years and years ago when my kids, who are now 18 and 15, when they were three and just born, um, I let my three-year-old play on my computer while I nursed the baby and got him down for a nap. And the three-year-old, you know, was on some kid's uh, web page, you know, with like, I don't know, PBS Kids, or maybe not because there's an ad to do it. But he was playing some little toddler game and, you know, having a grand time. And I come down after getting the baby down for a nap, and I said, you know, hey, what you doing? to get an eye on what he was been doing on the computer and he said, Hey mom, we need to buy Charmin <laughs> which was not what I was expecting him to tell me about. And I said, Why would you say that? And he said, Because there was this cartoon and it was this bear and I said, Do you know what Charmin is? And he said, No, but it sure made that bear's butt clean and we had our first conversation about the power of advertising and I trained my children to say the words stupid commercials so, to try to give them some kind of buffer uh, to not be sucked in by every commercial they saw. Anyway, your mentioning of the Shaman Bears reminded me of that story. Take care. Bye. That's like a cautionary tale from that that group, uh, like Association for a Child, a Commercial Free Childhood or whatever. Oh, right. There's like a nonprofit that tries to keep kids from being marketed to so aggressively. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that 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 could be you could give a keynote at their uh, annual their annual meeting. Yeah, I love it. I also love that Maggie is also now a regular listener to a podcast about commercials. Yeah. At the same time. Hey, so, we call we call them like we see them. Exactly. Um, I mentioned this at the top of the show. We got an uh, email here from our buddy Eddie. Actually, this might have been on the Facebook page. Uh, Eddie says, this commercial got annoying very quickly on the old TV show channel. It tries to be postmodern, question mark. Um, Well, you know me. I believe all commercials are postmodern in their own individual way. Uh, This one is going to be a little bit hard to explain. Have you seen this one before? No, I don't know this. This is for a product called True Classic T-Shirts. And we have two guys. And they're at the gym together, right? Mm -hmm. And the one guy... um, one guy looks more fit than the other, which is kind of makes it confusing. But the more fit guy is wearing um, uh, kind of some sort of a tank top. Like, just good. It's not even bad looking workout. It's a gray tank top. It's a gray workout tank top. And he's he's kind of at the gun show. Um, and then he's talking to another guy who doesn't have as kind of big of muscles. And he's wearing just kind of a oversized T-shirt. Maybe a T-shirt that's maybe a size or two too big. I haven't seen this, but I will just note for the record that not as fit guy in the t-shirt is also wearing a pink headband yeah um there's something that comes up here that gets confusing but anyway so the the one guy is kind of complaining that his t-shirt is kind of too floppy or something you'll you'll hear it and then the other guy who's slightly more fit uh has a suggestion for him spoiler alert that suggestion is that he gets a better t-shirt from true classic now i'm going to go ahead and start setting you up for the twist here so immediately as soon as as this guy tells him about true classic, some sort of magic happens and you'll hear a magical sound. And the guy who was in the oversized t-shirt is now wearing one of these true classics. And he's like, Oh wow, this fits so great. This is awesome. Then suddenly the, the guy who's in better shape suddenly says, yeah, but now what am I going to do about my belly? Because this other guy's complaining about his arms, right, that are kind of hidden under the T-shirt. And then he's like, yeah, this shirt isn't good for my belly. And then the guy who just learned about these new T-shirts tells his friend, who told him about the T-shirts seconds ago, Uh about the T-shirts. I think I'm a good-looking guy, but I have these noodly arms. Look at them! Well, dude, your T-shirt fits you terribly. You should wear True Classic tees. They'll fit you perfectly. 
Whoa, these are so much better. No. Okay, so now the guy who's in the oversized t-shirt is now in a better looking t-shirt that's more form-fitting. Uh, he looks a little bit better. better. Now I just gotta do something about this gut. I just heard about this company, True Classic Tees. Go on. Apparently, they fit you perfectly. These are incredible. So now, the more fit guy, or the guy who I thought was more fit, the original, the person who had the original message of, of these t-shirts, right. now suddenly a magical noise happens, and now he's wearing a true fit shirt as well. I'm gonna rewind it a little bit. Go on. Apparently, they fit you perfectly. These are incredible. Who told you about these? Saw them in an ad that we're doing right now. And they both turn to camera. Yes. And it's very postmodern. Very postmodern, right? Yeah. I found out about it in the commercial that we're doing right now. What? We are through the looking glass. Now, I kind of like that commercial. I, the guys are kind of annoying, but it has almost a um, always sunny in Philadelphia yes, sort of vibe. Very to it. much at that kind of energy. Um, the the sound cues are all are very much like internet. I don't know what it is about sound design, hmm. but you can I could I could tell you just from the sound design if something was designed as like a like a we bought a t-shirt factory kind of mm. ad, you know, um, which that one for sure did have that energy. Um, but yeah, I like that. And I don't, I like the, the sort of um, self-awareness of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's good. Mm -hmm. But it's I, a good see I mean, both those dudes look good in the t-shirts, I will also say. Yeah. I, but it, it sounds like this one of those things, though, where it might be clever at first, but once you see it 50 million times, you start to hate these guys. Maybe. Yeah, but isn't that really true of everything? Like, yeah. There's so few ads, and I'm not saying there are no mm -hmm. no ads, but there are extremely, extremely few ads that can survive a Hulu treatment, you know? I think, or the old TV channel. Or the old TV channel, if um, you will. <laughs> yeah, I forgot this was actually on TV, but I it has that feeling of the kind of thing that originated on an online in an online space. I don't want to get into it right now, but I think on next week's show, we need to talk about the Kate McKinnon commercials. Okay. The Ver Verizon. They're really getting on your nerves, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. I have all kinds of feelings. Yeah, it's confusing. I'm starting to notice Kate McKinnon's. <laughs> um, let's do that, though, because I, I, I have right. some real questions about those Kate McKinnon Verizon commercials. If you haven't seen these yet, they're in very heavy rotation during football games. So that kind of goes in that heavy rotation. Just thing. take these people we love, um, your Thomas Middle Ditches. That's, what, that's one Kate thing, McKinnon's. too. And I'm trying to figure out. Like, Are they just the spokesperson killer? Because I love... Oh, that's right. It's the same damn company. Yeah. We're not supposed to talk about it now. All right, next time. God, the powder dry. It's called a Ford promo. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, randomly, I think this was also posted to our Facebook page. Josh uh, posted this first commercial ever to air on MTV. I looked it up. That would be August 1st, 1981. It's for a three-ring binder. But Genevieve, believe Perfect. it or not, it's not a Trapper Keeper. I don't know when Trapper Keepers kind of came out or became very um, popular because for me, like a Trapper Keeper was just a way of life. Oh, and it was it like was, the only I thing mean, to it, look forward to. It was to a the very exciting year. thing. And you yeah. really had to, you know, choose wisely because. And you have to think about all the, the, the type of uh, uh, folders you would put in there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was a whole thing. I'm with you. Um, and picking out that Trapper Keeper and what it said, like how it, what it signaled about you. Yeah. Very key. I was going to say I'm kind of surprised that Trapper Keepers haven't made some sort of a retro comeback. But, of course, not everything's digital. People just don't need paper anymore. So I guess what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What would it be like, though, if you just go in for a job interview and you just whip out a Trapper Keeper? Like with like transformers on it. Like, look, it, it nothing's impossible. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't. It, what it wouldn't you're totally for. shock me if if there was some kind of major retro um, revival yeah, of that, like yeah. an ironic revival. But then you open up your trapper keeper and it's got like an it's iPad your inside. IPad yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, this is for something called the bulk three ring binder. And again, we're just playing this because uh, Josh stumbled on it, and uh, it's just the first commercial to ever air on MTV. History was made at Central High when Billy Weston stuffed the bulk with science notes. A book, his weak old sneakers, a locker lock, a ping pong paddle, a puck, another puck, a radio, and a half-eaten tuna fish sandwich. Or was that his science experiment? No other three-ring binder expands like the bulk. History was made at Lincoln High when Mary Beth Hickey stuffed the bulk with math homework, a hairdryer, hot rollers, sunglasses, a compact, pistachios, Herb, Steve, Andy, and 84 letters from George. The bulk, if you want to make history, stuff it. The bulk and other fine majestic products available at most stores. The, that that product and commercial have a very poor understanding of gravity. 
Yeah, like how yeah. would a pair of tennis shoes stay in a binder? Because the way it is, it opens up this this three ring binder, which has like a sort of a a, a thicker uh, like bind like uh, like spine basically. Mm-hmm. So you can put more than just papers in there, or you can fit more than just papers in there. But what it doesn't account for is that the minute you pick it up and hold it vertically. All your shit's gonna fall out. Yeah, I think that it's. I think that's maybe where the comedy comes in, the exaggeration. It's exaggeration. For a point. I see. It's you're saying it's euphemistic. You know what I'm looking for now, and I, I I thought I bookmarked this or sent it to myself in an email. I can't find it anymore. I had for a long time a, an emergency backup plan for this show. I'm not joking. It sounds like I'm setting you up for another bullshit lie joke, but it's not. <laughs> um, at one point, somebody sent us on YouTube the first hour or maybe the first two hours of MTV. Oh, wow. Like showing the logo yeah. opening. And um, and then I can't remember who the first VJ was. Somebody would know. He wasn't a guy who my generation was, was later than that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he ended up sticking around for a long time or not. But whoever it was, it was a VJ. And he's kind of explaining, hey, this is MTV. This is what we're going to be doing. And then uh, – the first video was not "Video Killed the Radio Star," was it? I, think I people, thought it. I thought is famously that it? it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, either way. Uh, anyway, I, I I need to find that because I always thought like if we were ever really scrambling for a show at the last minute, we could just hit play on that and and listen a little bit to the MTV, but mostly just like skip ahead to the commercials yeah. and see what uh, see what was cooking on MTV in 1981 as the show launched. I need to find that again. Maybe we can do that soon. Um, all right. I think that's it for the ad council today, Jen. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, you want to get out of here? Yeah. Where are we going to go? We live here. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell All right, everybody. You might have noticed we had no jingles in our show today, but we did have a voicemail, and I love that. Give us a call at 607-444-5597. I'll say that again. Slow down. I don't have to talk as fast as the guy in the three-ring binder commercial. That was a thing in the 80s yeah. and 90s, right? Like, fast-talking guy with a high voice. Yes. 607-444-5597. Yeah, it was like they, you, you worked for everything from, like, selling bubble tape to yeah, binders. Yeah, bubble tape and uh, mini machines. Yeah, or you can email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail or come find us on the Facebook group. Come find me. You the shit. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, pooping on the track. Call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool lady. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can sell.